I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where you know we love a himbo. Oh, we do. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are on our month out from The Flame. The Flame is officially coming out on June 2nd, so keep your ears open. Also, if you want some previews of songs, we have a new song, Keep It Lit, which is sung by Jen Colella, that's up on our Patreon for May at patreon.com slash theflamemusical. You will not want to miss it. It is, it's fun. Iconic. <laughs> it's fun. Um, so that's happening. Other fun things that are happening in our lives, Ellie, like, do we have like a fun trivia maybe coming up that like people might be losing their minds about? People are losing their minds and so am I, to be fair. We are so <laughs> excited. We've has sold so many tickets so far. We know that you're all going to show up for our Teenage Bounty Hunters trivia. 
Um, and listen, are we giant suckers who love this fandom so much that when so many people, uh, the day that we announced, were like, oh my god, can we come to both? Why can't we come to both? What if we want to see both Maddie and Devin and I want to come to both? And we were like, we'll just write two question sets then. You know what? Screw it. Give the people what they want. <laughs> so I will say, I've been watching Teenage Bounty Hunters. I'm like writing every single little detail. I'm like, what's the make and model of Luke's truck? <laughs> Don't give questions No, that's not a question. That's why I said it. (laughs) Um, Listen, Teenage Bounty Hunters trivia is coming at you hard and fast, May 13th and May 15th. So I would start studying up for two entire trivia question sets that we are putting together for all of you. From our hearts to yours uh, via Maddie and Devin. There's no way I think I'd rather have it be, you know? It's going to be great. We also have the... We also have the Pride and Joy Foundation LGBTQ Family and Influencer Summit on May 22nd and 23rd. We will keep you updated on the schedule, but you do not want to miss that. And finally, look, last year, the the pandemic changed a lot of things over the summer. And some of you might remember that we decided, you know what? We still want to have Pride, dag nabbit. And we will uh, and have it so- on our porches. We did have it on our porches, and it was glorious. And we said, you know what? This year, let's go bigger. Let's Let's go go bolder. Let's do it again. Porch Pride coming back around because we just heard from so many people how much fun it was, how much more accessible it was, how great it was if you don't have a local Pride or if you couldn't make it. So we just decided, hey, let's do it and do it even more this year. So Porch Pride coming at you June 5th this year. We have an incredible lineup planned. We are going to have so much going on. We're so stoked and we can't wait to just party with all of you from our porches. It's going to be great. We're going to have movies playing for all of you who like to just relax and watch movies. We're going to have an after party with the DJ. When Lee says it's bigger and better, it's going to be absolutely wild. Get ready. (laughs) Also, in the greater Les universe. I I love this story so much. (laughs) I love like, so when we do this week in the Les, I'm just like lesbian news and this thing popped up. The title is Man-Hating Chihuahua Prancer Finds Forever Home with a Single Lesbian. (laughs) But did you see, because I remember when they first posted about Prancer on Twitter and they were looking for someone to take this tiny man-hating Chihuahua who, like, can't be around men, isn't really good with children, and is just like, what did someone describe him as, like, a tiny, um, like, man-hating Victorian child ghost, like, trapped in a Chihuahua body? And of course... A single lesbian wanted this Victorian yes. ghost chihuahua. Yep. Uh, and Prancer just found found somewhere to call home finally. And I think I think it's beautiful. We're happy for you, Prancer. <laughs> also in the greater lesbian universe, Kehlani has officially come out as a lesbian. She has come out in many different variations over the years, as all of us do as we discover our sexuality. But she said on Lesbian Visibility Day, I am a lesbian. So we're very happy for you as well, Kehlani. We we love that for her. We do. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 18 of season four. We are getting close to the end. This week's episode, Stuck in Himbo. Beautiful pun. So- You're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's beautiful. And we are joined today by Jesse Nowak, who is an actor, writer, singer, rap artist, and video editor. What do you not do, Jesse, with over a decade of experience in voiceover? He also plays Harold in The Flame, our original musical. We're so happy to have you here. Hi, Jesse. Hi, thank you. I don't sleep. That's what I don't do. <laughs> one of the only things. Yeah, that sounds That's right. what's missing. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what wasn't in that bio. We it's, should start asking people to include that. <laughs> Jesse is sleep? also a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, oh I am God. known for playing vampire a vampire. <laughs> Wait, are you actually you are, known for playing right. a vampire? Tell us I'm like that's a good that's a good segue. Tell us about that. So one of my first big voice acting roles was that I play Saris in Helsing Abridged by Team Four Star. And that was like one of the first things that that just got me in the public eye, and I think I started voicing her when I was like seventeen years old, and it's like I fi- I finished. It was perfect timing for my transition actually because I started T a couple months after my last session of voicing Sarah, so everything just kind of lined up and the the pieces all connected, and it was a nice little send off to the character. Amazing. Nice. Um, yeah. How do you feel about vampires in general? I get the appeal. I get the. I read Twilight as a kid. <laughs> Honestly, great answer. What do yeah. you think? Of, what do you? I read Twilight. I'm cool. I read Twilight. I'm kind I'm of an cool expert. Cool with vamps. <laughs> you know, I watched Twilight for the first time in a really long time, like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this movie is both horrible and great. They're bonkers. They're crazy movies. Like right? I, they get insane. My um, <laughs> one of my exes texted me the other day and was like, "I just watched through all the Twilight movies because like it was always a joke that we were gonna watch them and then we never ended up doing it." Mm. They were like, "I watched all the movies. They're insane. Why did no one tell me that there is a scene where Dakota Fanning throws like a baby in a fire and it didn't become a gif? Like why is that not a meme?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know." It's fantastic. I mean, were gifts were gifts even like a thing when that came out? Though I mean, to the level that they are now, where everything is is immediately and instantly gift and used like endlessly. Like, yeah, I just I don't feel like you know we need the, it now. The maybe meme space was we do. not as we do ubiquitous as it is now. Mm-hmm. Truly somebody a shame. like yeah, somebody <laughs> retroactively make all of the Twilight gifts, please. Someone please please go back and watch these bonkers movies and just like. Harvest all of the wonderful, memeable things in them because there's so much. There's so there is so much. There, <laughs> every episode we we talk about TikTok at least once every episode. But there's a guy on TikTok who recreates. <laughs> Have you seen this? He recreates like no. every single scene in Twilight. He is halfway through, I think, the second movie right now, and the oh dedication God. for a, doing a minute at a time, a minute at a time. What a clips hero. of Twilight as every character. <laughs> That's I mean, amazing. honestly, I from an editing standpoint, like what a labor of love that must be. <laughs> it's, been, it's honestly amazing. And it's just it's just so much. Also, like when you see someone else act as Kristen Stewart in Twilight, <laughs> it just really puts everything into perspective. Yeah, someone it truly uh, does. after I got top surgery, a lot of people were photoshopping like my head onto like Jacob's body of things because he's always shirtless. <laughs> and like, that's like a trans dude stereotype. We're just we never put shirts on ever again. Like, it's just nice how we exist now. Look, I'm going to say we both follow you on Instagram and that is accurate. <laughs> and yeah, it's totally wonderful. accurate. Honestly, we're here for it. <laughs> 
I had Let's... to, uh, I told, I told you the other day, but I had to, I love my mom. She's my biggest fan, but I had to block her on Instagram because like, I, <laughs> I don't, she's like, she would comment on every photo and be like, yay. Like that's my son. And I'm like, listen, I love you. I don't. Good energy. Good energy. <laughs> not the place. Not the place. Just so many, so many shirtless pictures of your son. Just so many, so many. <laughs> It's like sweet, but also I agree. Like, good, good on you it's like for she, establishing those boundaries. I'm sure she meant so well, and it's so cute. And also, you're like, and no, yeah, she's she's the best. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best. Yet, don't follow me. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's talk a little bit as we're talking about shirtless pigs. Mm-hmm. You wanted, I'm dying for this transition. Please. please well, you wanted to come this. on to the show today when we asked you on the show. We said, mm. you know, what topic is like, <laughs> are you just so excited about? You need to talk about it. And you said trans male himbos. So let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Why? What? Tell sure. Me. Well, like at the beginning of quarantine, I've kind of had a transformation because like quarantine happened and I was like, well, I want to turn this into something good. So I'm finally going to get into working out because I've, you know, pre-transition, I tried to work out and I just wasn't retaining the muscle. And now I've got confidence and testosterone pumping through my body. So I'm like, I think it'll maybe work this time. And it did. So I started working out every other day since the start of quarantine. And the comparison pictures are, are great. All bodies are wonderful, but it's something that I wanted to transform into something else. And I, I like the changes. And with that change has come people, you know, calling me uh, a himbo. I have slowly transformed from twink into twunk, and then I evolved into himbo, apparently. (laughs) Uh, And so that got me, like, I I got super fascinated with, like, what is, why do people keep using this word for me? And I, like, you know, the internet, you, you go through one Google search and it connects you to a YouTube video, which is, you know, a Tumblr post and then all kinds of stuff. And right now, specifically, I'm working on two different shows where I'm writing multiple trans male himbos. And that got me into like, oh, I want to like figure out what is a good balance because you have a himbo like Kronk from Epper's New Groove or Mm -hmm. like Joey from Friends. And the two mm-hmm. are, are it's really interesting how a himbo translates from a cartoon or an anime into live action. So I have to figure out, I was fascinated by like, what is too much? What is too little? How dumb can I act in this role without it being too cartoonish and unrealistic, you know? And through that, I was like, I'm going to just like study all of the trans male himbos that I can. And I went on Instagram and I followed a ton of them. And I'm just like, I watch their Instagram stories. They're big on TikTok. Some of their jobs are just to look hot on TikTok. And I'm like, that's crazy. Can I do <laughs> the that? Dream. Maybe? Yeah, the you dream. Could, you could do that. You can do it. I know that you can. <laughs> it's tempting. Do you know how tempting it is now, every day to be like, oh, I'm sitting on so much money not getting an OnlyFans, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ooh. I think no that's judgment. power. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious about the TikTok himbos though, because yeah. like okay, wait, so wait, wait. I'm sorry. Thing. Before we get into that, can we give a definition of what himbo is? Because we've like sure. delved yes. very far yes. in, but I feel like we need a minimum definition. What is a himbo? The basic definition of a himbo would just be like a muscle boy. Who, uh, can I swear? Yes. <laughs> oh God. Yes. yes. Cool. Okay. The the usual like. Um, 
one sentence synopsis of it is just like, um, what is it? Good of heart and dumb of ass. A muscle boy <laughs> who is like so sweet and kind, but maybe not all the way there brain wise. The word is coming from like a male bimbo, mm-hmm. like, you know, turning bimbo into like a masculine, I guess, word yeah. with the pronoun. But it's also, I agree. <laughs> I think there's something more inherent in the himbo. The good of heart piece is really like more important than I think it usually is with Mm -hmm. bimbos right like I don't I feel like when you say a bimbo like you could just mean like "Ah, not too bright you know I feel like when you say himbo you're like that is a champion who is not not quite that smart you know like (laughs) well that's that's an important piece of it and it's funny because uh, bimbo, like the word was actually back in the day when it was first um, coined, it used to be used for a stupid, aggressive man. And mm. then it became gender neutral. And then over time, it became exclusive to women because misogyny. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I know I was going to be like, I feel like there's some misogyny in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe a skosh, maybe a tad. Yeah. Yeah. What? Does, does culture <laughs> hate women? This is the first time I'm hearing Surprise, it. surprise. Um, yeah, a lot of people are... Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> it's been heralded as, like, the antidote to toxic masculinity. And I think that's great because, like, you have another trope, which is the meathead, which is, you know, mm-hmm. guest on in Beauty and the Beast, where it is sort of like a himbo, but you need to have the good of heart. And that's where it changes. Yes. Yeah, that's mm. where we distinctly have a difference between Kronk and Gaston. There's a huge difference. What is it? It's that Kronk doesn't believe anything is owed to him. He's like a sweet guy. Something that I have also studied is that... And he can talk to squirrels. I mean, can. come on. What more could you ask <laughs> and for? And he, he has a cute theme. I mean, there's nothing not to like about Kronk. Yeah, you just you see him and there's like a, you know, like there a huge difference of like whether you like this guy or not compared to a, a meathead. And something that I had to realize is that himbos are not all dumb. It's just that we kind of lack basic human logic, but we are like good at a certain thing. Himbos have like one or two things, and sometimes it's more, but stereotypically it's usually one or two things that we're like really, really good at. Um, We have skill. We're knowledgeable about these things. It's just that I get lost in the middle of the road. Like, I I have no directional anything. (laughs) You could give me a map, I will get lost inside a paper bag. Like, there's no logic in my brain. But I can write you a script. Some himbos are, like, very jazzed and, like, good at sports or something like that. Kronk is really good at cooking. Kronk is so good at cooking. Yeah. And they make that as a plot point. communicating with animals. Yeah. He's great at it. Yeah, like, um... What is it, a chipmunk scout or something? I haven't seen that movie in so long, but I love Chip- it. <laughs> well, I feel like it's also like maybe it's like the difference between like book smart and street smart or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, am I a himbo? No, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like the I understand the like I am intelligent, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'm really dumb, <laughs> you know, well, it's funny like I understand that piece. There's like also specific things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like. I've been going crazy the deeper I get into this because there are himbos, there are bimbos, and there are also himbims and herbos. Now, it sounds like I am just speaking nonsense. Um, No, I love it. Please, please tell us more. (laughs) No, draw us this diagram. (laughs) Um, There's an alignment chart of like, I needed, I was like, what does this mean? One of the shows that I had been recruited 
to my friend hit me up a couple of months ago. I was like, hey, do you have time to like look over this project that I'm working on? And I was like, yeah, sure. And we got in a call. And he was like, I was actually thinking of you for the main character if you wanted to, to play this character. And I was wondering if you could co-write uh, the show with me. And I was like, yes. Oh, great. Yeah. I looked over the book and I was like, this, the show Bible. And I'm very excited about it. And I get to like play this trans male himbo. And I started talking about like how he was a himbo. And my friend was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, and have you, have you also heard of himbims and herbos? And I was like, excuse me, uh, <laughs> did you just have a mini stroke of some kind? Uh, Do you smell toast? <laughs> and he sent me this alignment chart. A himbim is a combination of himbo and bimbo, which seems ridiculous, but it is a skinny, pretty boy that is not the smartest. So if you think about mm. that, that's prominent in like gotcha. anime gotcha. or something like that. Tamaki from Oran High School Host Club. Just like a skinny, pretty boy who just like good of heart, but is not, not the brightest. Her bow is, I think of it just as like a female himbo where it's, she's a attractive. Female himbo. Like a female himbo, like a Scorpia. Yes, from exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also Adora, I feel like. I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, attractive <laughs> and strong while also just being a bit of a ditz, um, you know. <laughs> and I am also yeah. like fully in the boat. Sometimes people want to call Adora a himbo. And that's fine with like, you can use whatever words you think apply. You know, I understand that it's like a, a gender term. And sometimes people use that as empowering. But sometimes they're like, no, like girls can be himbos too. Whatever you want to use, that's dope also. There's also thembos, which I also love is just the gender. Cool. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I feel like oh. I'm going insane, though. I feel like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in my chair just being like, bimbos and himbos and himbibs and herbos. All sorts of shapes and sizes and thembos. And I don't know what I'm, I don't know what's real anymore. I feel like I'm slowly going insane. <laughs> I love it, though. This is why, like, even like before, you know, before we talk, we're like, we like to let our guests like choose what they're passionate about because <laughs> this is great right like i'm so excited to hear about the difference between a him bim and a herbo i didn't know and now i do and now all the people listening know so you're doing everyone and it just a makes great me all love it so much more like that's the thing i mean as as anybody who listens to our podcast knows i love i love a himbo i love a himbo so much <laughs> um when we when we, they're so great and that's the thing is like they really are they're just great you know they're trying like, their best they're always they're always that character that you're just like yeah you you got <laughs> you got it you got it you know yeah and you're rooting for them even when they're probably not gonna make it like <laughs> you're just, yeah you're like you've got this you probably don't but you've got this like i believe in you you're never gonna you're never gonna get but yeah I, but you've got it you know and they are because they're just like they are sweet they are pure they will lift heavy things for you like all <laughs> things that i appreciate and and we all need that sometimes. Yeah, we, do. we all need strong arms. Yeah, I didn't we know do. that we all um, do. there's a trope that I didn't know was a thing. And now I can't stop seeing it where in media there are lesbians and their emotional support himbos. <laughs> I love that so much. Wait, yeah. tell me, where are they? Let's I, name them and then I'll. Yeah. I okay, you got to go with the half of it, right? Yeah. The half, well, the half, the half of it's a big there. one. So, uh, okay, can I. Have y'all seen Stranger Things? Yes. Because I want to spoil something. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, just don't listen for like 15 seconds. Skip ahead a little bit. Skip ahead. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm forgetting her name. Steve and 
that I was in love with her. Like, she's fantastic. I can't remember... The one who comes out? Yes. During yeah. the, the bathroom yeah, scene. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of the actress's name, and that's not... What is your name? Robin? Yes, oh, yes, of course it's Robin, yes. Like, that was one of the examples that was given in a video that I saw, and I was like, oh yeah, that's so cute. I didn't even think about that, and now I'm thinking about that for the show that I'm writing. And just by coincidence, the two main characters, one is a trans male himbo and the other is a queer woman. And I'm like, I think we accidentally did that and just didn't nice. like... <laughs> we didn't think about it, like... It's, they're so Wait, cute. Wait, what were some other examples, though? Because now I'm so curious. Ooh, um... If we can think of others. Because that's I would definitely put the half of it in there. I don't know if you've seen it, but the main character is a lesbian. Uh, and it's kind of like... It's a... Uh, sort of like Cyrano de Bergerac-y like, story where like she he's in love with a girl. She happens to also be in love with that girl, but like secretly... But then she's trying to like write letters and pretend that they're from him, and he is just like yes. this dumb I, football playing jock. Yeah. Yes, I, I was literally thinking of that movie, and I couldn't remember the name of it. Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's called the half of it, and I yeah. heart Paul, and he's just, just the sweetest. He is like the boy. definition of <laughs> he's himbo. Sweet. Yeah, he just, he's such a himbo. He just wants to like play perfect. sports. And he wants to play. Yes, play sports and, make and make sausage. sausage. <laughs> That's it. And you're just like, yes, please. I love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a queer woman, I can understand the existential need for a support himbo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. they're not, because it, exactly because of what you said, Jesse, like they are the antithesis of toxic masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. It's like having a dude who's like, I am big, strong boy here to help pick you up, <laughs> reach heavy things, a, an object, I will carry it for you, who is like, in no way threatened or interested by like you not being into dudes, you right. know? Exactly. Like, yeah, like what he's queer just, woman doesn't need that energy. Yeah, he's just there for the fun and the ride, you know? Like he just he has a friend. And like a big difference is is where you think about like how Joey in, in Friends, how Joey treats Rachel mm-hmm. as opposed to how Ross treats Rachel. In my opinion, Joey was way better for her. Like, I don't, I don't even... How is this a contest? It is a big thing. Yeah, like, just the antidote to toxic masculinity. There are so many women who just have not been treated with respect by dudes who are just, like, legitimately good people. Like, don't see women as this, like, other being and, like, are just nice to them because they're just a nice person. Like, that seems... Yeah. That should not be rare, but it is, and it sucks. Like... <laughs> Yes. I love the himbo umbrella because it does it does leave room for like a himbo does not have to be a completely like useless, incapable, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like they can have skills. <laughs> they can have strengths. Mm-hmm. Their strengths just are not always like all critical thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- you know, because like that's I saw a lot of people. Ha- there was like a whole discourse on Twitter like a few weeks back about like is um rick o'connell in the mummy a a himbo or not or like is he too competent (laughs) to be a himbo and you're like the man is the man who like straight up like snarls back in the face of a mummy like that's a himbo my friends for sure (laughs) oh yes (laughs) that is a himbo for certain (laughs) there's not a question Mm -hmm. like come on you know it's just there's something i'm gonna say i'm pretty sure brendan fraser has never not played a himbo like yeah he's been great casting at its finest (laughs) he's been great for himbo representation like what an icon (laughs) 
<laughs> what a himbo. Tarzan, Bed- a, hi- a straight himbo all the way. Tarzan, Bedazzled? that's a himbo. Bedazzled. Is he a himbo in Bedazzled? What's the, uh, what's the one where he lives underground his whole life? The man is a himbo through and through. I mean. <laughs> Brendan Fraser really had like, a. Re- there was a Brendan Fraser renaissance. Oh God, the, and then, when he plays the caveman who gets frozen in ice and then gets brought back, a himbo, a himbo. Well, Name a role that is not a himbo that Brendan Fraser we played. Dare you. I refuse to hear of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the harder thing is just finding one that isn't a himbo. Right? Lies. It never happened. Mm. <laughs> so good. So let's go back because I know, Lee, you mm-hmm. were talking about TikTok himbos. <laughs> oh, but- well, that's okay. That's yeah. no, I sorry. Do you want me to ask my question? Yes, or did you please. Have another yes. segue. Okay. No, ask your my question. question was, what do they do? Like when you're a TikTok himbo, <laughs> because the thing is TikTok. <laughs> yes, yes, of with course. Me, yes. Listeners, <laughs> when you're a TikTok himbo, like there's so little time. And I feel like that's the thing is like you have to be able to capture all of these things. It's like you have to somehow indicate that you're like the into like the part of a himbo in terms of where you watch them and you're like oh oh buddy (laughs) but also like you have to be so sweet and pure and like also still like a you know like adult person in some ways so like i'm Mm -hmm. curious what is their like gimmick like what do they do you know yeah there's a there's like a scale where like (laughs) i i'm trying to say the scale without being mean but like one end of it is like just kind of fluff where like it's just a dude with his shirt off and his uh top surgery scars are showing and he looks hot as hell and he's just kind of dancing to like a 30 second clip of like a pop song or something and i like well i don't know why this exists but i'm happy for him and like (laughs) (laughs) so that's so we have like thirst trappy himbo okay yeah but like Uh Got yeah, it. That's, Exclusively that's one, thirst trap. Uh-huh. Where there's like not nothing really to it, but I'm better for the experience, I suppose. <laughs> Thank you for this. Um and then we you always any sub niche area of TikTok, you always start in the thirst traps first. That's fine. Yes. We get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out TikTok and watching these. I'm like, what is this? Um and then on the other side of the scale is like, it's been cool because it's it's showing like how empowering being trans is, where it's like Again, hot dude just kind of dancing with his shirt off to like a 30 second clip of Cardi B or whatever. And it's like the text will read perks of dating a trans man. And it's like, I know what the time of the month is like, you know, I can't get you pregnant. Like just like fun little nice. things like nice. that. And, and just like dancing. There's a thing where it's like hit that like button if you love the trans community. And I'm like, OK, this I is love cool. it. This is like a neat let's be My hot and make people like us by dancing I need to, to Cardi I B. need to find my way into trans himbo TikTok. It has not <laughs> it has not hit my my for you page yet. I need to change this promptly. Yeah, it's uh I'll have to I'll li- I'll link you to some cuz it's it's wild and really wholesome. Like I've never seen anything in the category that hasn't been very wholesome. Like I'm it's it's wild. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. Mm-hmm. So what's even further down on the spectrum? I think, or like I guess up. What? What? <laughs> we don't need to. It doesn't need to be higher or lower. You know, just like side sure. to side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all just we're all in the pool. Like we're all just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a soup of <laughs> TikToks. <laughs> what else is in the soup? Yes. Um, 
You know what I need? I need the trans himbo version of like, have you, you know, the audio right now, Ellie, that's super popular. I mean, it, you know, by the time this episode comes out, people will be like, oh, back in the day, I remember. Um, but do you know the audio right now that's really popular with the tupper, tup, Tupperware, Tupperware dude? Have you heard that? No. It's like, it's two guys. And one of them is like, you know, oh, like, like, yeah, like when I send my kid to school, I put it in like a Tupperware. And the guy's like, what'd you just say? And he's like, in a Tupperware. And he's like, say, say it again, say it again, tubberware. And he's like, say the first part, tub, wrong. <laughs> and it's yes. like, people, people have used that audio all the time. And I'm like, I feel like that energy, like that's the energy that I want in a himbo, you know, <laughs> is like the complete commitment and confidence to like, you know, he's like, he goes on about how he's been saying it wrong for like, he's like, I have said in front of other adults, like tubberware. And he's like, yes, <laughs> and it's not correct. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. But I need that, but like trans himbos. That's what I want. <laughs> I want that, but on my TikTok, that's what I need. That's mm. that's what I'm missing in my life right now, I think. <laughs> it's just more of that. There was something we were talking about a little bit earlier that I would love to talk um, yeah. a bit more about. And that's like the toxic masculinity portion of it, obviously. Like, how do you how do you like reconcile that toxic masculinity portion of it? Or like how do no, you it's, get it's anti-toxic no i know it's anti-toxic toxic masculinity i'm saying like i'm thinking about joey like for example mm-hmm. like when you talk about joey right and i think there's also i'm like we're just gonna delve into the evolution of joey and friends <laughs> <laughs> but like there was deep dive this is where everyone thought this would end up <laughs> well there was slash is a part of joey that was like a little bit like a of a player of sorts right mm-hmm. so maybe it's not to- toxic masculinity it's more like that like player aspect of it sure yeah there is a sect of himbos that like sometimes they go through an evolution like andy dwyer on parks and rec he starts as a man child like that's what the trope is where he's dating rashida jones character and yes why am i only thinking of actresses now <laughs> i'm only thinking <laughs> of like um he's dating Anne, and she's kind of doing everything for him and he doesn't really he doesn't get a chance to grow and in fact, he was like supposed to be a temporary character, but they loved him so much that they kept bringing him back. And it allowed Andy to evolve. And he starts dating April, who's not so willing to like put up with his bullshit. And it kind of makes him like develop into a himbo. And so you're able to go through that change. And that's something very personal to me because I used to be like super in the toxic masculinity soup. You know, I used to be a fuckboy. And then through my transition and meeting other, funny enough, like healthy cis males, like friends of mine who will call me out on my shit where if I was like sexist or something, I needed those people to turn me into not a garbage fire. And I'm very fortunate that other people were able to like do emotional labor and like, cause they're like, yeah, Jesse has such a good heart. Why is he talking like such an asshole? Because I like, I saw women as conquests. I I had this idea of what being a man was. And I was only friends with toxic males. Then transitioned. I was still kind of a fuck boy. Just now I just was, I was physically transitioning and I still had the brain of a fuck boy. So I had to like, do a lot of introspective work and stuff. And my partner at the time put a lot of work into being like, hey, it kind of sucks when you say this or when you think that. And maybe we could like dissect that and think about why you think that way. 
So I had a whole character arc. I think it's called a time skip or something like in anime where quarantine was a great time skip for me because I got buff and my brain is, and I'm like, I'm so healthy emotionally and physically. Like I'm the strongest I've ever been. So when quarantine drops, I'm going to come out like Naruto shipping in. I'm just going to be like aged up several years and be like, hello, I'm (laughs) ready to function as a normal adult human being. Um, <laughs> I love that time skip for you. Yeah, but it's you. but you know what else? That's it's <laughs> so fascinating, and I like the I love that journey for you. But also, <laughs> I love there's something so interesting to me about the fa- like the realization that it started like pre-transition because I think it is like (laughs) it's not something that we are not aware of in the (laughs) queer women community you know (laughs) that like I think there is there's this type of like internalized toxic masculinity that I think a lot of lesbians have that presents exactly as that that's where we get fuckboys from that's where you get that Shane archetype that like this idea that like oh I know I'll like overthrow the system because like now instead of like instead of a man I'll do it I can treat women like dirt too take that patriarchy and you're like wait a minute that's <laughs> yeah. not it but Absolutely. I think it's so fascinating that it's like you got to you got to watch that like internalized toxic masculinity then suddenly be presenting as externalized toxic masculinity as you transitioned and then have other men call you out on it. And I'm just like, like, this is, (laughs) that's so uh, fascinating to me. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so, it's so interesting. I want to like, bah, we could talk about that for hours. It's (laughs) just, because it is, it's like, there's so many things. There's so many pieces of it that are like all like layered on top of each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like pre-transition, I I lived as a lesbian for five years. It's just so fascinating to think about how it was like, aw, cute and harmless when like female Jesse was saying something sexist and then male Jesse says something sexist and now it's like, right. oh, okay, well, this is um, <laughs> like I, I had to change the way I speak because like things sounded harsher coming out of my mouth now that I have a deeper voice, you know, like I saying bitch or the C word, it sounds very different coming out of my mouth now. So I'm like, maybe I'm just not going to use the C word anymore. I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) It it just sounds, it feels bad. It feels bad. And uh, it was empowering when I was saying it as a lesbian, but now that I've transitioned, it's completely different connotation. And I, I, I believe that I was, it's, it's actually somewhat common when people, when trans people figure out who they are, whether that's a physical or a social transition, they, it's pretty common for us to realize that we're attracted to more genders than we actually are. So mm. I transitioned physically and was like, uh-oh, I think I'm attracted to men. Better bury that. And I just didn't, I had a lot of toxic masculinity and me being male and being attracted to men made me feel icky so I just like buried mm. it and like I didn't think about it and that's the best way to get over feelings I'm sure you know they caught up with me. <laughs> yeah of um, course and I had to like dig As myself any out any therapist will recommend yeah. just uh don't worry about down. it yeah it's fine you know let's just 
bury them deep down, never <laughs> think about them again, and they'll just eventually disappear. Healthy, everything's cool. What's the uh, What's the line in Book of Mormon where it's like, put those feelings in a box and then crush it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the healthiest approach to mm-hmm. all of our emotions, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's been how, interesting. I mean, how was that? Mm-hmm. How was that for you dealing with that? It was really, like, eye-opening. I think I started seeing the world in a much more clearer lens, if that makes sense. Because even, I was so misogynistic that even as a lesbian, I didn't get that lesbians were sexualized. Like, I didn't understand. I was just like, Mm. one of the guys. And I was just, like, I I didn't get sexism because all of the guys treated me fine. Because I was spouting the same bullshit that they were. So, of course, I wasn't a threat. I like, And they were, like, mm-hmm. secretly wanting to get in my pants, you know? So I wasn't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't a threat. And they, they weren't sexist to me in the ways that they were sexist to other women. And just that, like, that weird gross bullshit where I'm realizing, like, maybe my male friends were creepier to women than I knew, you know? Like, maybe mm-hmm. I just, just because I didn't notice it. I was like, oh, well, it must be a misunderstanding. He's been great to me, you know? Like, it's... You know, I would, yeah. like, make excuses for people that maybe didn't deserve them. and Well, and probably, I'm sure there was that sense of validation for them of, like, oh, but, like, you know, it's a girl saying the same stuff <laughs> that I'm, so that makes it, it's okay, you know? Right, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's all so messy. It's messy. <laughs> it's messy, yeah. <laughs> Just realizing, I think what was really eye-opening was that I transitioned. And as a yeah. as someone who has been in the public eye since I was 15, I was known as a lesbian on my YouTube channel and all my social media. It was like kind of my brand. And then I transitioned. And all of the time that I was identifying as a lesbian, I didn't get anything homophobic at me. And then once I transitioned, immediate, just like, just the most transphobic things that you could think of, it was thrown at me. And I was wow. like, oh, no the world hates trans people. <laughs> and like, I had to just like absorb this thing of like, no, it's very obvious. Yes. Like, where have you been, Jesse? Are you living under a rock? I guess I, I thought <laughs> the transitioning was just going to be the same coming out thing. And it, and it really opened my eyes to like, oh, things are bad. This is a good thing that I'm coming out. I need to like be a positive example for people. And so I've kind of worked to make it a good thing and be like, hello, here I am. If you don't like trans people, you're not going to like my content anymore. So like get lost, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It is also just like eye-opening for me as well, just hearing about your experience. Mm -hmm. So that's all. We're going (laughs) to, we're going to give Ellie a minute to digest it. We're going (laughs) to hear from some sponsors. We're going to come back and talk. (laughs) You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. 
That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. About some more. <laughs> so, Jesse, let's let's jump back in because I feel like what we're getting into and what I think, I mean, obviously, like part of the part of the point of the topic today is is not just himbos, but specifically mm-hmm. like trans himbos is the the topic that you asked to focus <laughs> on. You mentioned some of the things, like obviously you pointed out some of the the TikTok, you know, gimmicky TikTok things of like <laughs> trans himbos who are like, I get like what your period is like and have like, you know, like life experiences that make me different than your average himbo dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like what distinguishes the trans himbo, you know? <laughs> um, I think it's like... What sets him apart? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just like the confidence, you know, like not all trans men physically transition, but for those of us who do, it's like so empowering to be called a himbo. Like... It felt very good the first couple times I heard it. And like every time I hear it, it's it's wonderful and gender affirming, you know, because I had never considered that I could be this thing. You know, like when I first started physically transitioning, I, I went on T and I kind of looked up, not how I felt on the inside. Like there is nothing wrong with looking like a twink. But when people called me twink, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because mm. it doesn't come with a lot of positive word association, I suppose. And then the more I worked out, I was like, people were calling me twonk. And then even the more I've worked out, I've become himbo. And it, it, it kind of is very affirming that, like, just hearing a gendered word, you know? Like, people call me king, and I'm like, hell yeah, what? That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Because it, 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 physically transitioning is just a kind of constant cycle of seeing yourself for the first time. Like, I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, oh, I look like that? That's neat. Because sometimes you just forget what you look like, as as odd as it sounds, just because I'm going through second puberty and it, my, my jawline is getting sharper and my neck is getting thicker. I'm growing hair in places, you know. It's, it's, it's literally a puberty. And my, I grew an Adam's apple and I didn't know until a singing teacher pointed it out to me. I, I had a singing teacher back when I was living in Brooklyn a year ago, and he was very, very cool and very respectful. And he went, he was trying to ask me in the most respectful way, where he was like, "I like if this is you know you're, if you're not comfortable answering this question, totally let me know. I'm just curious. Pre-transition, did you have such a pronounced Adam's apple?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "You know, like the the thing on your throat." I'm like, "Yeah, I know what an Adam's apple is. Do I have an Adam's apple?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and we went over to a mirror together, and he showed me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because that's something I don't think to look at. I don't think to look at my neck, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And just I just had one one day, and it it's so interesting that the just the term himbo, and especially when you are. Uh, there's a lot of like confidence that comes from physically transitioning. T doesn't make you physically taller, but trans men sometimes gain an inch or two height-wise just because we're standing taller or we're sitting taller mm-hmm. and we did we have this confidence that we didn't have before. So I think a trans male himbo is just 
all of the good characteristics of a himbo plus the lived experience of, you know, culturally, everything that comes with growing up being raised female. So we know what it is like to, like, I don't even have to anymore, but when I'm walking down the street, I look over my shoulder eight times. I I hold my keys like a weapon if I'm in a dark parking lot. Like, there are things that a a cis male just doesn't think about that, Mm -hmm. that a trans male we still have ingrained in us from just just being raised in the environment that we were, you know, all himbos are wonderful, but there is a such a there's such a charm to a trans male himbo that I didn't understand until people started pointing it out to me of like that that I that I am one, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's such a charm to a trans male himbo. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> You're like, and I'm charming. You are charming, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Well, thank you. I didn't realize how charming I was till people told me how charming I was. Oh, I didn't realize I was hot until people started saying it. I was like, "Well, I guess I am now." I'm so modest too, you know. Just the modesty that comes with it. I think I'm the most modest person I know. I love it. I love it. I swear. I swear. I think I might be a herbo. I'm like really. Everything you're saying is resonating with me. Hell yeah! I'm like, damn it. No, yeah, but I'm like, it's good. It's wonderful to like put a name to it. Like labels, just like, oh yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, that's that's it. It really is. It's like we. Um, <laughs> it's why Lee we likes me whole... so much, right? <laughs> Emotional support her. I like you so much. I'm your um, emotional supporter. Oh, Ellie, you can be my herbo. That's great. Do you need a shirt for it? Because here's the thing: is like we, uh, so we had Lauren Flans who who co-hosts Coming Out Pod. And, oh my God, and Lauren Flans is a herbo. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Lauren. She is. Um, came on to do an episode with us, and like, and again, I mean, in that sort of you know, feels counterintuitive way to, like, do a whole episode on, like, labels. <laughs> We're like, what is your label? What was the label that felt right? And it's like, I am totally in favor of and, like, fully supportive of this whole idea that, like, we can move beyond labels and, like, you don't have to pick a label and stay with it for your whole life. But also, at the same time, sometimes you find the right label and you're just like, me! Yes! <laughs> That's me. That's what it is. That's what makes me feel seen. And there's like, there's something so beautiful about that moment, you know, where you're just like, here is an easy, like, I can just put it on a pin and put that pin on my shirt and wear it and point to it and be like, that me that's me people <laughs> read the read what me is you know and like yeah. sometimes you need that yeah. like and that's okay and it doesn't mean it has to be you forever <laughs> but we did the episode with Lauren and what i realized was like i didn't have a label that felt like none of the like femme doesn't feel right and butch doesn't feel right and ellie and lauren both felt like blue jeans femme was like much more of their style and i was like i don't have one but then i came up with one and i made it up and then i made myself a t-shirt design for our store for it because i was like now i can literally wear and i think i'm the only person who owns that shirt hell yeah because <laughs> i'm like it's literally just for me but i wanted it and now i have it and every time i wear it i'm like andrew femboy that's me <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> it feels so good yeah yeah absolutely I've, I've had this conversation many times with people where like labels can be helpful but you don't have to have one. Yeah. So like, speaking of trans stuff, I didn't know that I was autistic until I transitioned because I had all the symptoms. But the thing is, 
male and female symptoms of autism mm-hmm. are different. So I just wasn't diagnosed. Like they and women are also diagnosed at like something crazy, like four times the uh, men rather are are diagnosed four times as much as women. So I just went through yeah. my whole life thinking I was dumb and I couldn't focus in school. And now as an adult, the label has opened my eyes to so much and it, it explains so much. And I feel so much less, you know, like I thought I was, I, I thought I wasn't smart for like all of high school. And now I'm like, oh, I just needed special classes. Like that kind of sucks. Why didn't anyone tell me like I could have gotten good grades? I just needed, you yeah. know, a little help. So like it's the same as like ADHD. Like mm-hmm. it's the the way that ADHD presents in boys and girls is like totally different. And the one that everyone thinks of is how it presents in boys, you know, yeah. and it's like super hyperactive and loud and fo- and distracted. And, and uh, that's just like not how it tends to present in girls. And it's so much less uh less frequently diagnosed like so many of those things yeah the, ha, the patriarchy the patri- I was rears a, its ugly li- head again <laughs> i was literally about to say the patriarchy ruins so much shit because also like heart attacks are the same thing like i i believe that yeah. heart attacks are they present themselves differently in men and women and we just know yep. what the male things are so if a woman has a heart attack we might not know until it's too late which is so fucked up and scary to think about um yeah yeah no like just uh fucking the patriarchy um it's crazy no i mean also too i feel like so many people are getting diagnosed with like so many of my friends are getting diagnosed with add and adhd right now Mm -hmm. i also think it's probably because we have more like we're in a pandemic yeah so like people are paying attention to like their selves more Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we also Um, like but i also feel like it's like a lot of women who are getting diagnosed later Mm mm-hmm I found that as well as like a lot of my a lot of my female friends are like now oh shit I had ADD and I just did not know and I and that's great that we have more access to like the internet and we're talking about mental health more and like all these things that are like hey let's maybe examine some things about ourselves and realize some things about ourselves and uh get healthy and that's that's great and depression also we're we're having mm-hmm. to tackle it head on because of this pandemic. And I'm <laughs> so glad that people are getting uh, help that they need that they might have been putting off because like there's been, you know, a grind to be like, I have to go to work all these times. Now I'm laid off. Now I have time to think about it, which I don't like being laid off, but also I got these meds that help my brain. So maybe it was like a blessing in disguise. Like we can make something good out of all of this terribleness, which is why I started working out. <laughs> Yes, to bring it back to the working out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, um, to like, look good and <laughs> I'm just, I just want to be a hot TikTok himbo. That's all I. <laughs> I mean, we want that for you. Honestly. <laughs> I'm like, what's your TikTok handle? I don't. I have no whacking, which is like my um my screen name on everything except Instagram. Yeah. I have no whacking. Hell yeah! But I I grabbed the no whacking TikTok for. If I wanted to, but TikTok scares me. I don't know. I don't understand what it is. Oh, it's just so much. dive in. Just dive in with us, Jesse. The water's great. <laughs> I, I it's eventually... beautiful. <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, mm. no whacking. Yeah. Follow no, no whacking on TikTok. <laughs> I'll have I'll have You'll one. You'll get your hot trans himbo content here. <laughs> I will I will make one video where I one video dancing. this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We can't wait. Mm-hmm. Speaking of creating something, yeah. you were talking a little bit before about creating new trans himbo characters. Like, what what do you want to see in trans representation in the media? 
Ooh. Obviously, we've talked about himbos, but like, what else? Yeah, I think it's terrifying and fun because trans men are such an open sea of possibility. Uh, when we think about... Oh, Khaleesi, what are you doing? Sorry, my cat jumped out of my laundry basket, which I did not know she was in. Cool. Um, <laughs> when we think about trans characters in media, most of the time, there's so little of, of us, but when we think of them, it's usually trans women characters and an occasional non-binary character. Mm-hmm. Trans men are, like, invisible. Like, we are just, like, nowhere, and that's because culturally we are invisible. There's a large percentage of the world that does not know trans men exist. They are just, like, so concerned about, like, the dangers of trans women and all this, like, transphobic garbage that, like, they don't even know trans men are a thing. And that's, like, blows my mind. But so because of that, it is mimicked in our media where there's, I can think of, I'm sure there are examples, but, like, off the top of my head, I'm only thinking about trans women and non-binary characters in media. I can't think of any trans men. There totally are. Well, like, there's pretty much the L word in Generation Q. Oh, yes. For trans men. And, right. like, <laughs> you know, obviously, exactly, like we're saying, far, you and far between and not great. The only representation I had pre-transition was a trans male character in the L word who becomes pregnant at the end. And I was like, yep. well, this is... <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, and that's it. That's it. Um, so there really needs to be... What about... What about... Um, well, and Micah and Generation the Q... O- I, the what? OA. OA had a... Oh, yes. Had a... Buck. Buck was, was trans in the OA, right? I believe so, yeah. I haven't seen that in yeah. so long, but I remember... That was, like, back when I was starting to realize trans was a thing. Like, I knew that trans was a thing, but I didn't know trans was a thing. I didn't think about it, really. You never really know until you, like, look search the internet and you're like oh that's yeah what that means still so mad that got canceled that was a great show yeah i haven't but you're uh, correct it's definitely not as widespread like no no, it's very very difficult to like think of them and find them yeah so there's been like i have you know also like one of the reasons my friend brought me on to write this show is because he wants to make sure he doesn't accidentally do something shitty and i was like yeah that's a good point but also like it's it's so interesting to think about what could we there are obvious there are obvious shitty things that we can do, but it is a trans co-creator like co-writer. So like ma- like I might find power in making some jokes about trans things that like if a cis showrunner did the same thing, it'd be like shitty. But I can do things, and it will mm-hmm. be a joke because like I know right. from personal experience of things. So I've had to consider like how much do we talk about the fact that my character is trans, for example? And my friend was like, yeah, I would love if we just had him be a trans character, but, like, it doesn't have to be the only defining characteristic about him. Like, this this guy that I'm writing the show with is one of my favorite humans. He's, like, uh, the handful... I think I can count on one hand the amount of cis white males that I trust, and he is one of them. He sometimes knows more about trans stuff than I do, which is very funny, <laughs> that, like, he'll say something and not want to, like mansplain to me and be like oh but like of course you knew that and I'll be like yeah no I do I knew (laughs) (laughs) of course I did so we wrote the pilot and now we're doing a second draft of the pilot and I inserted like two little things that are trans jokes that I think trans people will get but even if you don't get it it's still a funny thing and I think those are the best mm-hmm. references that, that you can put in or, or that, like, someone else might get something extra from it. But for the typical, like, 
just munching on popcorn, consuming a piece of media, they can still find it enjoyable. And specifically, the two characters that I'm writing now, one in one show is going to be a little more, he has a lot more like toxic stuff that he's dealing with because he didn't address Mm. it earlier in his life. And the second character in the other show is very himbo. He's not that bright, but he is like a good guy and he's battling toxic masculinity in other ways. So for both of these characters, I guess like what I would love to see media tackle is being able to portray a trans male character while tackling the issues that he would deal with without making it like trauma porn, basically. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to, the transness does not have to be like suffering. Like it doesn't have to be just like transphobia that is blatant. In the 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 first show, there's not gonna be like any blatant transphobia. It's just it's a it's a stupid supernatural show and it's just going to be He's just like a trans dude and he is the character and that's like he might mention some things, he might joke about some things, but if you are just watching it, you might not even get that he's trans unless you're looking for it sometimes. And yeah. I think that's neat. I think we just need the biggest thing is we just need to like see ourselves. I want I would love to see a piece of media where the trans dude gets the girl, you know? Like just like I want to do all of the like stereotypes that cis men have gotten to do for years and years. And that's why I think himbo yeah. is so empowering is because it is this stereotypically cis male role and now we get to have fun with it. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful answer. <laughs> no, I mean, we say that all the time, like about just queer rep in general, right? It's <laughs> like, I mean, if we don't have a lot of it, <laughs> then like that one piece of media where you are in it, right? is, like, held up to this standard of, like, everything yeah. that any person in our community would want <laughs> it to be. And you can never live up to that, right? Yeah. But, like, if we have more of it, you can have, like, what do we call it? Like, the barely gay kind of thing. But, like, you can have the, like, queer characters who, like, they're, they exist not to be gay, <laughs> yeah. but, like, to be a person in this thing. And, of course, it's important. Like, their identity is important. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, spe- oh, my God, the trauma the trauma porn will get me every... I'm, like, the amount of queer movies I have watched, like, I start it and I have to turn it off. I'm, like, why is every single film about us about our pain and suffering. And it sucks because that's like, like... so much pain and suffering. Yeah, that's kind of holding up a mirror to what heteronormative society thinks of us, I think, is like, oh, like, of course it's a gay storyline and it's going to be tragic and sad because that's what their lives are, right? Like, that's just what they yeah, think of us. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, we like, watch <laughs> shit too. We like... We do people things. We're people. <laughs> we make yeah, yeah. We have joy. Yeah. We have joy. We make sense. Please let us have joy in our media. Yeah. Like, you're the ones putting us down. Of course, we're going to be sad when you're putting us down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can obviously have struggles. Yes. Let, <laughs> let queer people be people. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Like, multifaceted people. Have you seen the movie Bit at all? Uh, Bit? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't heard of it. You gotta look it up. Yeah. It, it's like a queer vampire movie, but ah. Nicole Maines is the main vampire. Mm. She's a trans actress. And I feel like there was like, they like hinted at the fact that this character was trans. And like, it's the same, similar in what you're saying. Like, 
where like they made some in in if jokes, you were looking for where it, if you, you were looking it for it you're like oh yeah. but it wasn't like it's never explicitly yeah. called out at yeah. all. Oh, cool. And I thought, um, I mean, I thought they did it really well. But. Oh, yeah. It's super well done. It's also, it's so campy, like, classic, you know, horror gore fun. And it's just, yeah, it is like a troop of a great very, great. very gay vampires. You should check it out. Nice. That <laughs> yes. sounds awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. All right. I feel like, I feel like I'm ready. Are you ready, Lee? I think I'm ready. I think we're there. <laughs> we're going to do our Q&A, Jesse. Are you ready? Hooray. Yeah, let's do it. Q, 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 and, 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 All right. So we're going to ask you some multiple choice or yes or no questions. You're going to answer them and we're going to put them on our Twitter. So we might have already answered some of these in our conversation, but they're like more general. Okay. All right. Question number one. Here we go. Who is your favorite himbo? A, Kronk. B, Paul from the half of it. C, Rick from The Mummy, or D, Joey? Ah, oh, dang. I think I'm gonna... Mm, oh. It's really tough between Kronk and Joey, but I think... I think I want to go for Kronk. I think Kronk is my favorite. Emperor's New Groove was, like, one of my favorite movies for a long time, and... Um, it holds up, you know? I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah. It holds up. Like, just... It's just... it's it To me, it's a perfect film. Like, it's... It's so good. And just because when we were were talking about like, we had that conversation where Joey does have a bit of toxic masculinity that I think he's still dealing with. So if we're going for like most pure of heart, I think it would would be Kronk. And if we're comparing the two, uh, he's beautiful. We'll accept it. He's just a a beautiful, beautiful piece of meat who is just trying his best and is just being (laughs) verbally abused by his boss and, like, is just trying to make the best of things. And I appreciate that so much. He just wants to make some spinach puffs. Let the man live. Just let him make some spinach puffs and talk to squirrels. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just just remembered a new himbo. Has anyone seen um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? I haven't. No. It's, like, a new movie, but... um, What a title. The guy guy from um, Fifty Shades of Grey is in it, and he's a himbo. Oh, do you know I, who I'm? Do you know the actor I'm talking about? Yeah, I I know him from Once Upon a Time, which is <laughs> no. So do I. Yeah. I loved him in I loved him in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I thought he was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. I mean, and he is. He's got a he's got a but, jawline, <laughs> but he is a hardcore himbo in this movie. Like, it's it's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, you know who? Um, so we, if you need a new himbo, we were talking about. Um, the, the actor from The Mummy. Um, what's his Brendan, name? Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he plays a lot of himbos. You know who also plays a lot of himbos is Jason Marsden that I didn't realize. James Marsden? Is it James Marsden? From um, the Sonic from movie. Enchanted? Enchanted, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and he he's also played himbo. one in, in 30 Rock. He was also a himbo. Like, I'm... Yes, he's the best himbo in 30 Rock. <laughs> well, and if if we're going Kronk, because Patrick Warburton, who does the voice of Kronk, is also the tick, right? He did the yeah. original. Yeah, yeah original take and i think both both uh you know versions of the the take the live action series um and the animated and comic i think all of them all versions of the tick qualify as himbos as well <laughs> yeah because also wow. patrick warburton his voice just kind of lends itself to a himbo like oh, it's yeah. just a natural it's perfect. himbo resting voice <laughs> <laughs> 
Amazing. <laughs> Question two, Jesse. What are you out of the following choices? A, a himbo, B, a bimbo, C, a himbim, or D, a herbo? I think I'm mostly himbo. There are a lot of like, okay. I think I am. It's also tough to judge because I don't know how boy pretty I am. I don't know how to gauge it. I don't know what I look like at any given time. Um, <laughs> but I, Is that you're like, I just discovered this Adam's apple yesterday. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I stumbled <laughs> upon this Adam's apple. That's the himbim, apple. right? The himbim is like the, the pretty boy yes. stereotype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a mix. Yeah, I, maybe I'm, I'm a mutt. Just, I want to say I want to make us emotional support himbo and emotional support herbo shirts for the store, Ellie. Can I do that? <laughs> yes, please get it and just put like an arrow on it. Okay, got it. Yep. All right, question number three: Do you have an emotional support himbo? Yes or no? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think I am everyone's emotional support himbo. Okay, mm. I am constantly like. <laughs> I'm just, my friends describe me as a cartoon character. Like, I am just waltzing through life. I just stumble into situations. I'm, if I could wear the same outfit every day, I probably would. Just a, just a sleeveless shirt yeah. and shorts. And that would just, I just stumble into every, I'm bad at networking. Every, like, professional opportunity I've been given has been just because people are like, Jesse's great. Let's just put him on this project. I just kind of wander. I I Mr. Peanut Butter my way through most of life. And uh, <laughs> speaking of himbos, like... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, question four. What do you most want to see in media? There's no wrong answer. We're just going for top choice. A, trans himbos. B, trans romantic leads. C, trans growth. Or D, trans inside jokes. Ooh, damn. All of the above. I know, right? Yeah, that's the, the easy answer is just like E, all of the above. But <laughs> if I had to pick one, I think trans romantic leads would be the best for society as a whole. I think. Yes, please. Yeah, because like it's just way too often that like, you know, I didn't think that I could like, when you don't see people in media doing the things, you don't think that you can do it. So like for the longest time, I didn't think that. I could get the girl, I could get the person, whatever is happening. Like, I, I didn't think that I could be a reliable romantic lead. I didn't know that I could be a leading man. And then I got cast as, like, two within the next, the, the same month. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. I didn't realize, like, yeah, I guess I, I could. Another cis male role that has, you know, uh, dominated media for so long. I think romantic leads would be great because we don't need the trauma porn of, like, oh, she likes me, but then she found out I was trans, so, like, now everyone's sad. It would be great if that wasn't the punchline of every everything. <laughs> yes, please. Please and thank you. We agree. <laughs> All right, question number five. Who's your favorite trans male character? A, Buck from the OA, B, Aaron the Fosters, or C, Micah from Generation Q? Actually, repeat those. I'm not sure if I... I think the OA might have been the only one that I've seen. Yeah, so it's Buck from the OA, Aaron from the Fosters, Micah from Generation Q. Dang, yeah, I think the only one I've seen is the OA. <laughs> so Unacceptable answer. I will <laughs> we, say, I mean, I, I did try to search for some options and there's not a lot. Especially, I mean, what's hard is like when you find lists of like trans male characters, I specifically wanted ones who have been played by trans actors Uh, and you know there's still like a lot of that list is like oh here's this female actress playing 
a trans man yeah. character and you're like not what i'm going for but okay yeah not to I, like discount it's still <laughs> some sort of representation fine i mean you know it's good that they're trying but yeah. try harder the, o- yeah. <laughs> is the, point. the only one that i will like give a free pass to is and i don't speak for all trans people but i personally give a free pass to tatiana maslany uh playing tony <laughs> yeah sure. sure just because she had to play uh, all you know what let's put okay let's tony put that as, we're gonna <laughs> tony put is yeah. d. i'm adding tony as option d that's a that's a great uh yeah. good choice and there because i mean that's true what are you gonna do she played every every other goddamn clone in that show yeah and that's like a plot point <laughs> plus so who didn't love Tony? <laughs> yeah, and like Tatiana Maslany is like one of my favorite actresses ever. So I was like, you get a pass because also she is like so for trans rights. Like her Twitter, her bio in her Twitter is just the link to Trans Lifeline. I'm pretty sure. Like it's that's it. Like oh, nice. and I'm like, fuck, this chick rocks. Um, she's amazing, it, amazing. And as as I was thinking about it just now, there's a video game called Tell Me Why. It's from the same studio as like Life is Strange and those games. The main characters are these two twins. And one of them is a girl, and one of them is uh, a trans man. And they got uh, a trans man, August Black, I think his name is. He plays Tyler in it, and the game is great. And it was so, like, it was a breath of fresh air, because I was holding my breath the whole time, being like, what are they going to do that's going to be super shitty? There has to be. But when they made the game, like, they got consultants from GLAAD, and specifically uh, a trans dude to, like, look over everything and make sure nothing was bad and they really went like the whole nine yards to make sure that everything was cool and i only had like one or two nitpicks that's another character if you're looking for trans representation i recommend tell me why cool yeah nice so i get i i don't know but like i'm i'm deciding between tyler and tony which one i like better and i (laughs) it's such different mediums because like tony was like a character I think he's like just in one episode and then Tyler has a whole video game to himself like so it's kind of unfair to yeah. compare them. I'll I think I think your Tatiana Maslany love is is crowding your judgment. It is, that's the problem. I'm like, yeah, this it, is equal. It <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, I'm just going I'm going to go with Tony and hate myself. Like I love all of them. Okay. <laughs> There's no wrong answers in no the wrong answer. That's no what wrong we always answer. say. There's wrong answers yes. for me. I'll know that I answered wrong like, in my heart. <laughs> Also, I really feel like after this episode, we need, if anyone is listening and you have, like, web series or, like, any sort of media where there are positive trans male rep, send it to us because I feel like I am severely lacking in watching trans male rep. rep Especially if they're a himbo. Yes. Send me me a himbo, please. (laughs) Please, please, please. (laughs) Send me all the himbos. Mm. Send me all himbos at all times, always. Please and thank you. (laughs) Remember, you can also give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Jesse, thank you so much. We didn't know we could talk about trans male himbos for about an hour, but we, like, sort (laughs) of did know, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm as surprised as you are. I was like, wow, that filled the time. We did it. I love it. Thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you on social media? On basically everything. I'm Noacking. That's been my handle since I was 15 years old. What a great choice. It's my last name with I-N-G on it. So it's uh, N-O-W-A-C-K-I-N-G. Um, I'm that on Twitter and YouTube, Twitch. I have a Twitch. You can follow my TikTok. I don't know what's going to happen there. We don't We've know. got some time. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Noacking Hell Yeah. Subscribe Amazing. to and my do you YouTube. Have any pro- yep. yes, do you have any projects coming up? 
in the future. Um, maybe I'll have one or two more episodes of Pink Blue on there. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel, I do a series called Pink Blue, which is just like my experience with transness and transitioning. And it's about queer stuff in general. I do a Valentine's Day video every year where I drink and I bake baked goods and I answer your questions. Amazing. Just some silly shit on my YouTube channel. And do you have like a super cool musical coming out in like a month or so that anyone should know? Oh my God, you're right. Just, you know, like, w- w- yeah, wow. You know about that? It's it's called The Flame. and you We know all the out. secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody listening to this podcast will have heard of this before. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure that info is out there. Yeah, um, spread the word. <laughs> Cool. And Jesse, you will also be doing an Instagram takeover this week. So if you have more questions about trans himbos or if you just want to like watch Jesse not wear a shirt, <laughs> come check out our Instagram. <laughs> Am I, I, it's, no promises. It's so funny because like when I took over the Instagram last time, I was like, I should probably wear a shirt. Like I, just, I don't want to just assume that I can just be this shirtless. time. All bets are off, everyone. <laughs> You have our full permission to go shirtless. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> if I want. Thank you, Jesse. Thank yeah, you're like, I want. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And so we just like to shout out some of our favorite things that we've heard from our listeners every episode. And this week, we want to shout out uh, a listener who reached out to us all the way from Finland. We love our international listeners. It just makes us so happy to think of all of you all across the globe with us in your ear holes because the world is crazy. (laughs) And we're crazy with you. And we're crazy with you. So we just want to shout out, and I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I'm, I'm going to do my best. So Haney, we just wanted to say thank you so much for reaching out and telling us how much you love the podcast, what it means to you. It just makes us so happy to hear, and it makes Ellie cry every time. So every thank single you, time. Thank you it for your message. Makes, it always makes me cry when people say they also have a crush on Missy, right? <laughs> it's just beautiful. We're all, Who doesn't? We are one. We're all so united true. by our love of Missy from Bring It On. <laughs> And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Tara Gleason, and Lizette Stye. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, and Evelyn Smith. Thank you all so much for your support. You know we love all of our Patreon supporters. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. And also subscribe to The Flame. The RSS feed is already up and you'll be ready for new episodes as soon as they start going up in just a few weeks. So exciting! We also have some videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first one is so easy. Just go on the Apple iTunes app, leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the show. If you want to support us financially, you can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You can join our Discord chat. You get all kinds of special perks, and we love hanging out with all of you.
If you want some merch, we have so many fun things. You should also check out our Porch Pride designs because you'll want to get your Porch Pride orders in soon to have all of your shirts or tanks in time for Porch Pride on June 5th. You can find all of those designs and more at bit.ly slash lesshop. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.